Good evening, everybody. You are tuned into the 11th episode of the Give Me the Points podcast. Uh, I am your host, Georgie, and this is our Halloween edition. Um, following suit with what the boys at Punchless MMA did, I put my Halloween costume on. Tyler's not here with me, but that's fine. Um, for those of you that don't know, this is Georgie from the movie It. And this is my Halloween costume this year. I can't wear it around my kids. My daughter would be deathly afraid. But uh, I even shaved my head. So if I want to go with the goatee, I can go as Walter White in his yellow trench coat. But uh, now that I can breathe, you are tuned in to the Give Me the Points podcast. Again, this is Soup. Uh, no Tyler tonight. But that's okay. We've got a lot going on. Um a lot, a lot of action in the NFL this week that we like, and we do have three top 25 college matchups. Um, one thing I want to touch on real quick. We mentioned it last week, and it was, you know, just dust in the air. Um, Mike Tomlin being considered, or should he consider, the LSU or the USC head coaching job, and uh, that has turned into a big deal, actually. He was asked about it this week. And he decided that uh, he was going to shut it down real quick. And I respect that. A lot of guys would have danced around it and wouldn't have wanted to close doors. But Mike Tomlin did exactly that. He did not dance around it. And uh, he shut those rumors down really quick. Um, He said that he's got one of the best jobs in professional sports. And he's not wrong about that because the Pittsburgh Steelers are loyal to their head coaches and they don't believe in firing them. Uh, as we can see from Chuck Knoll into Bill Cower, and now what is the Mike Tomlin era. Um, and I, I'm not a big Mike Tomlin guy. Um, I think his clock management's terrible. I think when he speaks, he tries to sound much more educated than he really is. But I respect the hell out of him for coming out and shutting these down the way they did. If you haven't seen the video, I highly recommend you going and finding the video and just watching that little clip from his presser. Um, It was awesome. On the other hand, you had a guy like James Franklin from Penn State who did the polar opposite, and I think that's because he knows he's kind of on the hot seat at Penn State. He did not shut the rumors down. Um, And at the same time, I can't blame him either. You know, you put it in the perspective of us. I'm a nurse in an operating room. Uh, If somebody asked me, hey, there's a job down the street that will pay you, you know, an extra $10 an hour. um, Are you interested? Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. I, I, I don't understand the loyalty of coaches to their team. I get you want to keep your locker room behind you, but they don't owe the town shit. This is a job. It's the it's their way of making a living. And if James Franklin or Mike Tomlin want to leave their current job to better their family and their kids' kids and make, you know, 15, 20 million dollars a year coaching at USC, good for them. I fully respect either decision. Um, I like Mike Tomlin standing firm, but at the same time, I do respect James Franklin and not being afraid. Um, of the fan base or the pressure to shut everything down and stand his ground and really, you know, not commit to anything. Um, If if USC wants to pay him, let him. 
honestly. I good on him if he can go make, you know, 15 or 20 million dollars a year coaching the Trojans. But it was, yeah, we mentioned it on last show. Uh, Tyler did not like the idea at all. I thought it was kind of interesting just to throw around. And then Carson Palmer a few days later leaks that USC is, you know, they have Tomlin on their list. It was misconstrued that Tomlin was considering the job, which we clearly know he, he is not. Um, but USC does or did or may. I don't know if they do anymore after what he said but they had him on their candidate list and they'd be wrong to not have them have him on their candidate list. He's a, it'd be a big splash hiring. And right now that's what USC needs. So interesting stuff. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure Mike Tomlin's going to stay in Pittsburgh until he doesn't want to. And then it seems to be the only thing that he would leave Pittsburgh for is television. Um, and that's where the money's at. Just ask Tony Romo. So, We've got um, we've got week eight of the NFL and week nine of college coming up this week. I want to recap last week. Um, I want to pull up my phone real quick and grab the, uh, the action app just so I have exactly what we did last week. So I'm not, you know, relaying false information here. Uh, NFL. Okay. So last week we ended up going one, two, three, four, and... Uh, Five and four. Uh, not a great record, but we did turn a good profit. So the Thursday night game, we had two props. We took Teddy Bridgewater over 228 and a half passing yards. That plus 100 and Teddy Bridgewater over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 130. One unit on both. The under hit on the yards, so we lost that, but we hit the, uh, the two passing touchdowns. So we made 0.3 units there on the Thursday night game. That leads us into Sunday. We had the two-team parlay, the money line parlay, Patriots and Packers, uh, the double P parlay. Hit that. That was six units to win four units, so that put us up 4.3. Uh, we had the under 43 in the Carolina versus the New York Giants game. It was uh, yeah, under 43. Final score, 3-25. to 25. It was 5-3 to three for a while. That under looked good, and it looked good for a long time, and it ended up cashing. And that was one unit to win nine, so that put us up 5.2. Uh, we had the over 47 in the Jamar Chase show. That kid is so good, man. It's disgusting. Um, 200 yards, two touchdowns, eight catches. Yes, you could take 80 yards off one of those catches and a touchdown away, but he still would have had seven for 120 and a touchdown. He's still super good. Um, him and Joe Burrow, that connection is real. And they put a hurting, put an absolute hurting on the Ravens, 41-17 to hit the over. That was a two-unit play to win 1.8. So that puts us up 7.1 for the week. We then had the over 44 and a half in the um, Sunday night game. The, what did they call that? The Sky River? The Cloud River? Something. It was crazy. It was just like a, a, a still storm over top. And the over kept going down and down and down and down and down. It actually closed at 40 and a half. It went down four points from what we got it at. I was nervous. I was very nervous until I realized that it was affecting the defensive backs a lot more than it was affecting the offense. And Michael Pittman, his stat line showed that. Um, the Colts won that game 30 to 18 to hit the over. That was a 2.85 unit hitter. 
so what that put us at 10.15. Um, and then we have four losses. So we had two units on the Eagles. That was an L. Um, so that brings us down to eight. We had one unit on Chicago. That was an L. And then we had one unit on the Saints in the Monday night game, minus four and a half. They won that game 13 to 10. Um, so we still ended up turning a good profit. I think it was like 6.5 units or something. And then we also hit on our only college football play, Oklahoma State, plus seven and a half. That cash, they lost the game, but they covered the spread. Um, so that was another 0.9 units. So all in all, we turned, it was like 7.3 units, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Regardless, over a seven-unit week, that's another good week in the books. Um, I'm not complaining by any means. It was great. Uh, we started throwing some NBA player props out there the last two nights. Uh, so it would have been Tuesday night. We threw six out there, went two and four, lost 1.8 units. Two of them were long shots. Luke Dort uh, to hit three threes, and then Luca to hit four volume shooters. Just couldn't get them to go down again. Um, but we turned it around, came back tonight, went two and two. So we're four and six. Um, but we turned a 1.5 unit profit tonight. So four and six down 0.3 units on NBA player props. That's fine. We'll hit them. I'm not worried about it. Love me some NBA. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And uh, it's still early in the season. There's a couple guys that uh, that I like so far. Jimmy Butler's over on rebounds has been looking good. Bam out of bios over on rebounds has been looking good. Uh, Precious, Precious Achua from Toronto, the 6'9 uh, stretch forward that plays center from Memphis. His over on rebounds has been hitting at plus money. So there's some guys to keep an eye on. We'll see if the books adjust. If they don't, we're going to keep hitting them. And uh, that's that. So big week of football coming up here. Uh, we're going to start off. We got three top 25 college plays. The first one is the game of the week, man. You got a top 10 matchup. You have Michigan number six at number eight, Michigan State. Michigan coming in at minus three is the road favorite. The over under setting at 50 and a half. If you listen to us, you know, we love Sparty here on this podcast. Um, we love, love, love Sparty. We love Kenneth Walker, the transfer from Wake Forest. Absolute stud of a running back. But the one thing I don't like about Michigan State is their pass defense. The worst pass defense in the Big Ten. And uh, I think they're ranked, I saw 120th in penalty yards per game in the country. That's not very good going up against a Michigan team who only has four turnovers on the year. You can't have... 70 to 75 yards and penalties and not win the turnover battle and expect to win the game. And Michigan's very good about not turning the ball over. We'll see what Harbaugh can do against a top 10 opponent. Harbaugh is two and 12 in his career against top 10 opponents while at Michigan. It'll be interesting. They are on the road, but Michigan's also six and one against the spread this year. With all that being said, I think you guys know where I'm going with this one. We're going to take Michigan laying the field goal here. I think Michigan wins this game. I think the over-under is spot on. Um, I think Michigan's going to win this game somewhere around like a 28-24 football game. So I'm going to lay one unit on Michigan minus three in this game. It pains me to go against Michigan State, but the performance Michigan State put out last 
Yeah, last week we did hit. Well, we had Michigan State two weeks ago. Michigan State two weeks ago against Rutgers. Um, they were terrible. And they covered the spread, but they were terrible on offense. Peyton Thorne did not look good. Michigan State does have some deep threats, which might be able to challenge Michigan, but I still like Michigan to be able to run the ball here, and we'll see if Harbaugh opens up the pass game and exploits that terrible pass defense. One unit on blue to cover three. I hate saying that. I hate it. But this week, we care about who we got money on, not about how we feel about the coach of the team, so go blue. Next game, Ole Miss at Auburn. Auburn coming in at a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Over under 65 and a half, super high. But it is Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral and the Ole Miss offense. So these over-unders are expected. Um, but Auburn's got a pretty good defense. And I like their I like their front seven to get home and to disrupt Matt Corral here. Um, Auburn looked good against LSU. Auburn looked really good against Arkansas. They put up some points. So I think these are two very, very evenly matched teams. Therefore, I'm going to go with the home, uh, the home team in this, and we're going to lay the two and a half with Auburn here. I don't necessarily like taking two favorites in college football, but in games like this, um, and similar, similar teams, um, I like Auburn at home here. I think Bo Nix does enough to get it done, and I think Auburn's run game controls the clock, and the best way to keep an explosive offense in check is keep them off the field, and Auburn does that with their run game. So one unit on Auburn, minus two and a half in this game. And then you've got uh, you know, Penn State versus Ohio State. Penn State at Ohio State. Ohio State coming in at 18 and a half point favorites. That has a lot to do with what happened in Penn State's game against Illinois. Penn State was a 24-and-a-half-point favorite, lost in nine overtimes, and the under still hit. I mean, I know it's the new college football rule where after the third over or after the second overtime, you just go back and forth two-point conversions. So it's not your your typical nine-overtime college football game. But it's still crazy to see on the stat line nine overtimes and the under hits. Sean Clifford did not look good. But Penn State's defense is still really good. And I think 18 and a half is too much. I just, in a in a rivalry game, in a Big Ten football game, I think that Sean Clifford and the offense will be enough to keep this within 18 and a half points. So we're going to lay one unit on Penn State plus 18 and a half at Ohio State. The over-under is at 60 and a half. I don't necessarily like that. Um if I had to lean one side of the over-under, I'd probably lean the under because I'm banking on Penn State's defense to keep this game close. But we're going to take the plus 18.5, Penn State plus 18.5, one unit. So to recap the three college football plays, that is Michigan minus three at Michigan State, Auburn minus 2.5 at home against Ole Miss, and Penn State on the road plus 18.5. Sorry, I am parched tonight, so I'm going to be taking a lot of drinks here. Um, a lot of talking. Don't, I don't have Tyler to break me up. Don't have time to wet my whistle. So that leads us into NFL. Uh, Thursday night game, the Packers and their decimated wide receiver core with no Devonta Adams and no Alan Lazard. I have never seen a wide receiver move a line three and a half points, and that's exactly what Devonta Adams did. Initially, it was the Packers plus three, and I was loving it. That was going to be the play. We're going to apply the hook, take Packers plus three and a half. 
But when Devonta goes out, and then your best blocking receiver and probably your second best receiver goes out on the COVID list, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to pull out some magic. And I'm not going to put it past him to do so because he is Aaron Rodgers. But the Cardinals are on an absolute heater. Yes, they played the Texans last week, and they were competitive for a little bit there. Texans actually had a 5 nothing lead. But they ended it. They ended up covering the spread, and the offense kicked into full gear. I think they lost J.J. Watt for the year, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's having shoulder surgery. I think I got the alert as I was setting this up here. Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt will undergo what is now likely to be season-ending shoulder surgery, courtesy of Shefty. So that's a big loss. Um, he's been playing well, really well. A lot of pressure. I think pro, pro football focus has him rated as one of the top 10 defensive ends this year. Yeah, he's not getting the sacks, but if you get enough pressure, the sacks will come. Um, I don't necessarily like anything here. I think we're going to pass on this game. Might make a player prop play just because of the Thursday night game. And I know you degenerates like to have action on the Thursday night game because you've been waiting a whole 72 hours for football and that's tough. So if I had to take a lean, I'd probably lean the over 49 and a half. Um, but we're probably gonna make a player prop there. So lean over 49 and a half, I guess. All right. Next game, Dolphins at Buffalo. Buffalo coming off a bye and what was a disappointing loss to the Titans. Not that the Titans are a bad team as they showed against the Chiefs this last week. But Josh Allen's got to be pissed. They're coming in at a 13.5-point favorite at home, over under at 49.5. We're going to tease this game, so I'm going to skip it. You guessed it. We're not teasing the Dolphins. We're going to tease Buffalo here. But we're going to skip to the next game until we get to the game that we're going to tease it with. Um, Panthers at Falcons. Falcons minus two is the home favorite, over under at 47. Sam Darnold, welcome back, buddy. Welcome back to reality. Um, terrible performance against the Giants and the defense held up for a long time until the offense was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. And then the Giants finally put some points on the board. I like the under here, under 47. Um, The Falcons are doing what they need to do against inferior offenses. The defense is playing well against, you know, not, you know, offenses that are below average in the league. And that's exactly what the Panthers are on the other side of the ball. The Panthers defense is still really good. Um, We said they weren't that good early in the season, but they are pretty damn good. So we're going to go under 47 here. I think the Falcons are going to win this game where both teams are going to be in the teens. I think we're going to cash this under and we're not going to have to worry about it. Just like the under in the Carolina game last week, we're going back to the well and we're taking the under 47 for two units, two units on the under 47 here. All right. Eagles at Lions, Lions plus three and a half over under 48. This is the week. The Lions plus three and a half at home. I think this is the week. The Eagles got me last week. I talked Tyler into playing the Eagles against the Raiders. Big mistake. And I think I'm going to go against them this week. I think that I love Dan Campbell. I, man, if you're a Lions fan and you've gone through you know, the past couple of years with Matt Patricia and the disasters before this, you've got to love Dan Campbell, man. He loves the team. He he lays it all out there. I don't understand how you can't like the guy. And he puts 
week in and week out, he puts his team in position to win with great game plans. Jared Goff just needs to stop sucking ass. Terrible interception to Jalen Ramsey last week with the chance to take the lead in that game. Just damn it, Jared Goff. But he's going up against an Eagles defense that sucks this week. So I like the Lions plus three and a half at home here. I think they're going to win the game outright. We're going to play one unit, and we're going to go Lions money line. Lions money line is coming in at a plus. Give me one second here. Lions money line plus, 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 plus. Plus 165. Yeah. One unit on the Lions. No. We've done it all year. Don't take the money line. Take the plus three and a half. One unit on the Lions plus three and a half. Talk myself out of that one. That that can, that might save us. If they win, so be it. They covered. We won. All right. Next game. Titans at Colts. This is an interesting one. Colts coming in at minus one and a half after their really good performance against Sam Fran. I'm surprised by this line. Um, after what the Titans have done the last two weeks, I'm assuming that Vegas doesn't want to overreact and they think the public's going to overreact after the Titans beat the Bills and the Chiefs. So this spread kind of scares me here. It really does. Um, the Titans are the juicy pick here because I bet them heavy to win the division earlier in the season. Uh, they beat the Colts earlier in the season, but this is a different Colts team. Carson Wentz has it going. Um, the offense is moving well. Jonathan Taylor, light practice this week. Naeem Hines, light practice this week. So both of them are a little bit banged up. So that might affect the line. But um, Colts missing a lot in the secondary. And as we know, the Titans defense is not that good. So we're going to go on the over here. We're going to go hopefully to see a really good game. I think this could be, excuse me, one of the better games of the week. Um, I'm going to say over 51 here for one unit. And then we have the Rams Texans. So this ties in the bills um, Rams at Texans, Texans plus 14 over under 48 uh, Tyrod Taylor's practicing this week. It's not enough, man. The Rams have to be embarrassed after that poor performance against the Lions. So I like them to bounce back. We're going to do a seven-point teaser. We're going to tease the Rams down to minus seven and the Bills down to minus six and a half. Um, it's, it's been working for us, and it seems to be in the NFL right now that the big favorites are covering the big spreads. But just to be safe, we're going to get a touchdown on either end. And that would come in at a minus 150. But we're even we're we're even gonna sauce that up even more, and we're gonna make this a three-team seven-point teaser with our next game: Steelers at Browns. Browns coming in at minus three and a half. Um, Baker, I don't think is gonna go, so it's gonna be Case Keenum. It's in Cleveland, but Big Ben owns Cleveland. You know, just historically, the most winning quarterback in Cleveland Brown Stadium. I like the Steelers teased to plus 10 and a half here. I don't see any way that they lose this game by 11 or more points. Um, yeah, the Browns looked good without Chubb and without Hunt against Denver. So Denver's not that good. Pittsburgh beat Denver. So why can't Pittsburgh keep it within 11 points of Cleveland here? That's going to be a three-team, seven-point teaser. Steelers plus 10 and a half. The Rams minus seven in the Bills minus six and a half. Now, teasers don't work the way parlays do. Parlays, if the Rams won by seven, it would cancel that leg out 
and it would continue on. Teasers, if um, if it pushes, cancels the entire thing. So we're not going to have a two-legger if the Rams only win by seven, but I don't see how the Rams only win by seven against the Texans. I think this is a really nice play. It's coming in at plus 125 odds. So we're going to put four units to win five on this three-team seven-point teaser. Steelers plus 10.5 at Cleveland. Rams minus seven at Houston. And then Buffalo minus 6.5 at home against the Miami Dolphins. Here comes another um, big favorite on the road. Zach Wilson out. Um, I don't know if they're starting this Mike White kid or if they're going to be starting Joe Flacco, who they just traded for. Regardless, the Bengals are minus nine and a half, and they look really good. But it kind of scares me. Um, they're due for a letdown. They, I don't know. I don't want to make a play on this one. I'm gonna. I'll lean the Bengals minus nine and a half. I know we're taking favorites here, um, but I'll lean the Bengals minus nine and a half. No money on it though. No money on it. Uh, next game. Dumpster fire of the week. Bear, uh, 49ers at Bears. Bears coming in at plus three and a half as the home dog. Over under. This is the lowest over under I've seen, you know, obviously, this year. I don't remember one being this low last year. And I don't know about the year prior. I'd have to look this up. But the over under coming in at 39 and a half, a sub 40 over under. Oh, this is like a Georgia over under, man. I don't, mm-mm. I'm just going to say I'd lean the over. I have to think that two NFL teams, especially two defenses that just let up 30-plus points the last two weeks, um, go the over here. So I'd have to lean the over 39-and-a-half. Next game, you have the Jaguars at the Seahawks. Seahawks coming in at minus 3-and-a-half, over under 43-and-a-half. Jacksonville, baby, got a dub, got a buy. Seattle kept it close um, with – New Orleans this last week, based off of one big play, DK took it 85 yards of the house. Uh, that was their one big play that kept it close, but that was enough to keep it close. They lost the game 13 to 10. It was really low scoring, competitive enough to watch, but really low scoring and boring. Um, I'm kind of tempted to take the Jaguars plus three and a half here on the road. Hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll take the Jags plus three and a half. Tyler will like that. Tyler will be happy. We'll fade Geno Smith. We'll ride what Trevor Lawrence improving every single week. And, uh, well, yeah, we'll fade Geno and Alex Collins and hope that, uh, and hope that uh, Shaquille Griffin can um, maintain DK Metcalf here. Jags plus three and a half on the road out Seattle, one unit. Next game, Patriots at Chargers. Chargers coming in at minus four at home, coming off a bye, over under 48 and a half. Mac and the boys just hung a fucking 50 burger on the Jets. Probably the most who was it? Jim Rome described it as the the most embarrassing loss the Jets have had in the past, I think he said 10 years. It's crazy. But at the same point in time, it was embarrassing. It was bad. Um for the Pats to hang 53 on you, that's not good. JJ Taylor ran two in. Damian Harris ran two in. Uh Kendrick Bourne threw one to Nelson Aguilar. And the God, the Jets offense looks so bad. But um, sorry, Patriots. Chargers coming off a bye after getting embarrassed going into their bye by the Ravens. I like Justin Herbert to shred 
what is a depleted New England secondary here. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen going to have a great day. And if there's one thing that Bill Belichick struggles with, it is mobile quarterbacks, which Justin Herbert, if you don't know, has got wheels on him and he's not afraid to use them. And receiving running backs. And I like Austin Eckler to have a nice game here. So Chargers minus four, three units in the Chargers to cover four points at home. Um, won't feel like a home game, but it'll be at home against the New England Patriots. Next game, Washington plus three at Denver over under at 44 and a half. Don't like the over under here. Washington's defense has been poopy, but Denver's offense has been poopy and Denver's defense is good. And I don't trust Taylor Heineke and the offense to put up the 28 points needed. I would lean the Redskins plus three here on the road, but going in a mile high is never easy. Uh, then we have the Sunday night game. Uh, no, no, not Sunday night game. I got to put the Sunday night tracker up. Anyway, we got Tampa at New Orleans. New Orleans coming in at plus five and a half at home over under 49 and a half. New Orleans defense is pretty good. Tampa's defense is pretty good. Tampa's offense is pretty good. New Orleans offense is not very good. I don't want to make a play here. I would lean the under 49 and a half. I do think Tampa wins the game. Let's talk about Tampa real quick, actually. Let's talk about this idiot that gets handed Tom Brady's 600th touchdown pass by Mike Evans and then gives it back for peanuts. Absolute peanuts compared to what that ball is projected to be valued at. So Brady throws 600 to Mike Evans. Mike Evans runs up, hands it to a guy in the front row wearing a Mike Evans jersey. Uh, I think his name Byron. Byron, yeah, I believe. Um, guy's super pumped, happy, whatever. Obviously, Tampa cut the Tampa staff comes over to get the ball back. First of all, buddy, you never give up your leverage before making your deal. Stupid move. That was mistake number one. He gave the ball back and then worked the deal out. Um, they gave him, if I can recall correctly, $1,000 at the Tampa store, um, two season tickets for the rest of this season and all of next season. So I think that comes out to 13 games, so 26 tickets. Okay, so depending on where the tickets are at, um, we'll roughly estimate it. We'll, we'll even go high. We'll say, I don't know, we'll say $1,000 a ticket. So what's that? $26,000 plus $1,000 in store credit. Um, he got two Tom Brady jerseys autographed, a helmet, a Mike Evans autographed jersey, and then his game-worn gloves. Um, we'll say all of that off the top of my head. Not sure the value might even be going high here. We'll go high for the sake of it. We'll say the three jerseys, the helmet, and the gloves. You're going to sell those for, depending off the Brady jersey was game worn, which I doubt it was. I don't know. Well, he's not even going to make 10 grand, but we're going to say 10 grand for the hell of it. So we're sitting at $37,000 in value. Um, and then a one Bitcoin, which he negotiated after the fact, days after which good on him. Brady's a big Bitcoin guy, negotiated the Bitcoin. Um, so that's, that's an investment, right? Um, Bitcoin is at $65,000 right now. Um, Bitcoin price. We are sitting at $58,000. Okay. 
So we'll just round it up. We'll say roughly $100,000, but an investment in Bitcoin. Um, and Bitcoin, you, as we all know, can jump thousands of dollars in a day. So $100,000. This ball, baby, whew, valued at anywhere between $500,000 and $750,000. If I'm Byron and I get this ball, I'm out of the stadium instantly. But I also follow the price of sports memorabilia. He probably didn't know. This is Tampa. I don't want to give Tampa too much credit. I mean, I don't know if you've ever met people in Tampa, no disrespect to our listeners in Tampa, but it's Tampa. Um, so I'd have left the stadium. They would have sought you out. They would have figured out who you are. They would have figured out how to contact you. And I would have straight up told Tom Brady, if you want this ball, I want half a million dollars. And he would have paid it. It's number 600. That's a number that probably is never going to get reached again. And it's not like, yeah, it's not the record breaking ball, but it's number 600. It's not 599. It's not 601. It's 600. Half a million dollars. His wife's, you know, um, net worth is Giselle's net worth is, I think, half a billion. Um, and then obviously Tom Brady's made a shitload of money in his career. Half a million dollars is getting paid 30 million a year over 17 games. That's, that's a, a game, just 2 million a game, 1.8 million a game. So that's a quarter of football for Tom Brady. Kind of, I mean, come on, he'd have paid it. Make your money, Byron. Don't settle. Don't be dumb. Don't give up your leverage. Don't. Guys, don't give up your leverage. That was the biggest mistake he could have made. Okay, Sunday night game. I don't have a tracker for this, but it is Dallas at Minnesota. Minnesota coming in at plus one and a half. Uh, let's see here. Yes, Minnesota plus one and a half over under at 55. I'm really tempted to take the boys. You know, we're high on them. We love them. We ride them week in and week out. But Minnesota has been impressive. Um, they're three and three, yes, but they've been good. They're a good three and three football team. Kind of want to side the over here. We're gonna make a player prop on this. I'm gonna lean. Uh, I'm gonna lean the Cowboys minus one and a half, but look for a player prop on that. And then you've got the Monday night game. You've got the Giants at the Chiefs. Chiefs minus ten. We're playing the Chiefs minus ten. Two units. I'm getting straight to the point. Patrick Mahomes got rocked last week, but he's fine. He's not in concussion protocol. He's playing. And the Giants, I think this has two things. And I I don't know, man. I'm going to keep betting the Chiefs until they win a game, until they cover a spread. I, I'm going to keep doing it. I am because they're still the Chiefs. And the Giants don't have the offense to exploit the Kansas City defense. And they don't have the defense to trouble Patrick Mahomes. And they're at home. Chiefs minus 10 two units. So I'm going to recap this. Give me a second here. I'm going to do the math in my head while I'm going through it. So the three college football plays, one unit, Michigan minus three at Michigan state, one unit, Auburn minus two and a half at home versus Ole Miss one unit, Ohio, Penn state plus 18 and a half at Ohio state. We are going to make a player prop play on the Thursday night game. Then we have our three team, seven point teaser. Buffalo minus six and a half, Rams minus seven, Pittsburgh plus ten and a half. It's plus one twenty-five odds. That's four units to win five on the three-team seven-point teaser. Again, I'm going to repeat it. 
Buffalo minus six and a half at home against the Dolphins. The Rams minus seven on the road against the Texans. And the Steelers on the road in Cleveland, Ben's second home, plus 10.5. That's four to win five. So that puts us at seven units up for grabs right now. Uh, And then we have the under 47 in the Panthers at Falcons. That's a two-unit place. That's nine units on the board. Lions plus three and a half, one unit at home against the Eagles. That's 10 units. Man, my math is spot on. It is midnight. Um, We are going to lean. Are we leaning here? No, no. We're taking the over 50.5 for one units. And the Titans Colts, 50.5, one unit. Uh, And then Bengals Jets. Leaning the Bengals, not making a play on it. I don't know what I said earlier. I'm a little tired, but we're going to lean the Bengals, but we're not making a play on it. Uh, Bears 49ers, we're leaning the over 39 and a half. Uh, Jaguars, Seattle, we're taking the Jags one unit plus three and a half. So that puts us at 11 units. Patch Chargers, Chargers minus four, three units. Simple as that. Puts us at 14 units. Chargers at home against the Patriots minus four, three units. Um, skipping the Washington Denver game, skipping the Tampa New Orleans game, the Sunday night game, we're gonna make a player prop play on, and then the Monday night game, Chiefs minus 10. Buy it to nine and a half, put three units on it. It's minus 120 odds. Yeah, buy it to nine and a half, three units in the Chiefs minus 10, nine and a half. So that puts us at 17 units. Um, still a lot out there and I like, I like these plays a lot. Again, we're going to keep putting NBA player props on the story and, uh, NFL player props are going to go on the story. So look for that as you know, you're going to be listening to this on your ride to work, maybe at work on Thursday. Maybe you work from home. Maybe you listen to it while you're sitting at home, um, playing with Fido, throwing the ball for him. Who knows? But, um, Thursday night, we will post it on the story. Uh, we appreciate you guys. I appreciate everything you do for us. Had uh, had our guy, Hockey Keith, reach out. I read your message, sir. I'm not ignoring you. Um, reached out, said he wanted to give back to the podcast. And uh, I'm going to take you up on that offer, man. And we're going to do it next Thursday. I'm going to take you up on that offer. And I'm going to be drinking it while we're doing the show. Hopefully, Tyler will be back. A little giddy, maybe a little longer show. Get a little gassed up. And, uh, Speaking of giving back, we tried to give back to you guys, the pizza party, but I'll have to double check, man, but I don't think anybody qualified. It was really simple. Tag two people who don't follow us. They need to follow and they need to like the post. That's all it was. Five things. Tag two people. Those two people like. Those two people follow. Six things. That's all That's all it needed. That's all you had to do. And somebody would have won pizza on us. We're going to try it again. Um, didn't work out the first time trial run, you know, maybe you guys are sleepy like me. You didn't have your brain right, but that's okay. Trial run. We're going to do it again. Somebody's going to win pizza. I got money burning a hole in my pocket, baby. We're up, up like 36 units, doubled the bankroll. Let's go. Good start to the season. Seven weeks in, doubled the bankroll. If you started with $5,000 in your bankroll, that's 33.3 units is $5,000. 
So 5,000 divided by 33.3. So yeah, 150 a unit. You times that by 36. And we've got you up $5,400. That's good. You can put that $5,000 back in the bank account. The wife can calm down. That money's back. You're playing with house money. And that house money is going to turn into more house money because we're going to keep it rolling. We're doing well. Tyler will be back next week. Um, fucking better be back next week. Sick of this. Sick of talking to myself. But he'll be back next week. We'll be okay. Um, just found out March Madness is in Pittsburgh this year. So anybody in the area, I will be at the PPG region. Um, meet me there. I know it's far time away, but it's March 18th and March 20th. Four games on Friday, two in the morning, two in the evening. And then we get two games on Sunday. So a six-game package. Pretty pumped about that. Me first and second round. Hopefully, you know, we're sitting at the uh, the 11 five. Yeah, the I'm sorry, 12-5. Some 12-5, maybe some 8-9 game. I don't know. I'm pumped. Super excited to go. Pre-sale went on sale today. Got got my ticket. Going to go with some buddies. Can't drink at college events, but the casino is right down the road. So we'll do the uh, we'll do a little morning cap at the casino, head over to the games, watch games, bet on the games, go back to the casino, play some table games, drink some more, go back to the uh, the event center, watch the evening games, and depending on how those go, maybe go back to the casino and then do it all over again on Sunday. Super excited. But November 20th as well going to be in West Virginia for the WVU Texas game with Tyler. Anybody in that area that's at the game, even if you're not at the game, come tailgate with us. We'll be at the game tailgating. So we're super excited. I'm 41 minutes. I thought I'd talk longer than that. I'm, I'm happy to keep it under 45. That's good. So yeah, Tyler will be back next week. We've got a lot of action this weekend, guys. Hopefully we can turn another seven, seven uh, unit week. That would be good. I'd be excited about that. Get us up over 40 units for the season. Um, I We are currently participating in what is called the Elite Cappers Cup. I'm not sure in the standings so far, but we've been submitting plays to them. It's a 10-day contest where you get 20 plays, 18 one-unit plays, one two-unit play, one two-and-a-half-unit play. So we're trying to win that, get some more notoriety. We're sharing our plays with other cappers. Hopefully they share our Instagram and our Twitter to, you know, their audience, we can, uh, we're not going to do the same for them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to share them. I don't want you going anywhere else. I love you. I need you in my life. I want you to stay with me. Don't leave me, but, but, but bring on their, bring on their guys. I'll take them. Absolutely. Um, as always shout out to punch us MMA. Those goofballs wore their Halloween costumes last night. I don't know what Trey was. Trey looked ridiculous i don't I, I saw the thumbnail i haven't listened to the or I, I haven't listened to the episode yet i feel bad i should have listened to the episode this morning but i will listen to it tomorrow morning i'm gonna find out what trey is trey looks like a mixture he's like a double pirate you know he dressed like a pirate and he also looks like a pirate if you know what i'm talking about and then dale wore his horse head um we got those when we were in georgia for the kentucky derby we went into the mountains and ordered horse heads and yeah he wore his horse head last night and chugged a beer through the horse head so that was good i appreciate that um shout out to them we appreciate them they are also in the elite cappers cup and they're doing pretty well as well big ufc card coming up this weekend you've got Corey sanhagen versus tj dillashaw 
banger of a fight should be a really 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 fun fight to watch no yes is that who Sanhagen? no Sanhagen just lost to Dillashaw who's Sanhagen fighting Corey Sanhagen Peter Yawn. my apologies Oof. wow yeah Peter Yawn. Corey Sanhagen's at plus 200 I'm pretty sure when I spoke to Dale, that's a play that they liked, but I'd listen to the podcast guys before you make that play. So yeah, Corey Sanhagen going for the belt against Patreon. Um, interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't even know if it's for the belt. Cause Aljo, Aljo got knocked out by the knee. This is why I'm not on punch list. This is why I do NFL and college football and NBA. Sorry, boys. I let you down, but you can go listen to them and get their place. All right. That's enough. I'm exhausted. I'm rambling. I'm not making any sense. Um, good luck to you guys. It is Wednesday night. So you're going to listen to this on Thursday. Look forward to the Thursday night football play and um, look forward to Tyler being, met, being back next week. As always, we love you. We appreciate you and uh, good fortune this weekend.